February 15th, 2018. Yeah, I know I said I was gonna change the intro, but um, I ain't come up with anything I like yet. You're listening to the Barack Obama approved world's greatest podcast, Hyphen Nation. And I'm your host, Kellen Conley. We are mobile, but that's okay. This is why this is why we do what we do. So let's just jump, jump right into it. I'm annoyed today. I don't know why. Everything was going swell. And then, I don't know, Ale- Aaliyah has gymnastics on Thursdays now. It used to be Wednesdays. She has uh, gymnastics on Thursdays. I had her little gym bag. And last night I ran out because my mother-in-law's at the house, Angel's out of town. I ran out to get everybody food, and I had the thought, oh, why don't you put the gym bag in your car tonight, and that way it'll already be in there, and you don't have to worry about it in the morning. So I was like, cool. So I took the gym bag out to the car, went to get food, get food, brought it back, get Ali in the car this morning uh, after uh, after sleeping, of course. Get Ali in the car this morning, take her to daycare, there's no gym bag. So I immediately start freaking out. I'm like, what did I do with this gym bag between point A, which was the counter in the kitchen, and point B, which I don't know where point B is. So I'm freaking out. So I pull up back up in the driveway, because I parked at the bottom of the house, and I walk back in the house, and I don't see it immediately. I don't see it on the counter. So I'm freaking out. So I'm like, all right, I got a little time. Let me go get, um, let me go get Aaliyah back out of the car and we'll find it. I had to must, must put it down. I didn't remember taking it into the restaurant last night. So I don't think it's there. I don't remember just going completely blank and throwing it in the trash can. I, I don't know. My mind's racing. Mother-in-law comes outside and like, oh, what's your friend? I was like, I forgot her gym bag. Like, it was on the counter and I don't see it. So I'm bringing Leah in because I think it's going to take us a few minutes to find it. It was on the kit, the, one of the chairs at the kitchen table. Because the rest of my thought process, shout out to that nasty skunk that I'm driving through right now. The rest of the thought process was last night. Okay, if the temperature drops though, which it, it's February, why would it not? Um, and your boy's not up on the temperatures like that. If the temperature drops, her fruit snacks are going to get frozen, her water potentially could be frozen, and that could be a bigger issue going down the road. Tomorrow, sure, take it in the building, let it thaw out, whatever, whatever, whatever. There's ways around this, but I'm trying to prevent issues for today last night 
So I left it on the chair and then I completely forgot. And I even checked on the counter this morning before we walked out initially. I was like, let me make sure I got that bag. All right, the bag's not there, I'm good. No recollection of where the actual bag was, where I'd set it. So, it's a hyphenation. Where in the hell did that thought process go? That I couldn't remember, I moved it, literally, the table is mere inches away from the counter where it originally was. Because, thankfully, Angel tries to make it as easy as possible when she's out of town. She laid out all his clothes until Saturday. She got the gym bag ready even though she left on Tuesday morning and it was for Thursday. Thankfully, she did all that. I, I just don't know where I go sometimes and it's maddening. So that's why I'm frustrated. That's why I'm annoyed right now. So, and, and, and this kind of segues into something I wanted to definitely talk about when I initially wanted to record 52 last week. Of course, my cold was way too bad. I'm still a little stuffy. Little, little, <coughs> but much better than what you heard at the end of 51. I don't need a cough drop in to talk, thankfully. But I don't know if it was because I was getting sick or what the due process was actually for what was going on. But your boy's feeling a little bit down. And I've um, dealt with mild mild cases of seasonal depression before starting in high school I'd say my uh, sophomore year and then I had a couple bouts with it my first three years in college and coming out to Morgantown uh, it was just kind of something I got used to around this time especially after my birthday and there for a little bit, it, I, it wasn't as bad. I was a little depressed last year, mostly due to <sighs> Donald being in office, you know, uh, coming into the new year and starting to see, starting to see what we, I don't want to say what we, <laughs> Starting to see more of the truth come out about people in general and how shitty they are. Real talk. Uh, that really bugged me. But this year, I think I think the sickness had something to do with it. Because I had a cough for a while. But then the days leading up to me actually getting sick with the cold and the sniffles and the heart attacks. I was feeling, eh, you know... Angel and I call it blah, and I know other people do too. It's kind of like, uh, I just, I don't want to, I just can't even today to be basic about it. Mine was directly related as well to my 35th birthday, which was spectacular, by the way. Uh, I don't think, I don't know if I mentioned it on 50, 
watched it. I did 51 a couple weeks ago, and it was before my birthday. So my birthday was good. Um, it was very good. Ha- had a little thing at work, which was nice. Um, my uh, boss's birthday is actually the same day as mine. So I had a little thing, co-thing for that. On my actual birthday, I stayed up and watched Raw 25, which was a big mistake. <laughs> Because it was just another bad show overall. And I'm also worried that uh, Raw is moving away from the brand split already. But I'm not going to get too heavy into wrestling. After talking about the Rumble and the best wrestler in the world, Chris Jericho. Last episode. Went to a restaurant called... Well, I almost called it Dragonfly. Called... Uh, oh wow. <laughs> See? It's it's not fusion. Fujiyama. Went to Fujiyama for uh one Saturday before my birthday with some friends and Angel and Aaliyah, friends and the fam. Had some delicious food there. Then on Sunday, mother-in-law came up, took us out to eat again. Had some delicious food there. And I couldn't eat for like three days. I felt like I was I was stuffed. Uh so so the birthday was good. Angel only made me a cake. No problems. Had a good day. Had a couple good days leading up to it. So that's fine. So afterwards, here's the fallout. I'm 35 now. Thirty's one thing, but thirty-five is really start of middle age for some. I've been on this planet for thirty-five stinking years. It's it's crazy. So there, there's the fallout of dealing with your own mortality and getting older and things that we all go through. Then, January 30th would have been my mother slash stepmother slash adopted mother's 70th birthday. If you listen to episode 23, I believe, I talked about... Bonnie and Barbara, my birth mother. January 30th would have been a starting birthday, so I didn't do too bad with that. I had a few moments of, oh, you know, but I was I was okay for the most part. I did get a little melancholy about it uh, later on uh, as the day went on on the 30th. But, you know, nothing too crazy. But then my nephew Chad sends me these pictures. Pictures I had never seen before. In 2000 and... I want to say it was 2002. Yeah, it was 2002 because... um, Come Home With Me was definitely out. Um, The Cameron album. To, like I, I took a family trip 
my mom and my dad to go see some family friends in uh, New Jersey, up in Atlantic City. And my uh, mom's friend, Linda, has beautiful, beautiful property up there. And we just went up there and hung out for, I don't know, I'd say close to a week or whatever. And I uh, actually went out with her daughter at a, uh, Linda's daughter, Dawn, another family friend. She actually took me to a bar in Jersey. Um, and I'm 19 at the time. And I had a vodka tonic. <laughs> They did not card me. So that that was interesting. But I mean I, I remember that trip vividly, whatever. It was a great trip. Came back. I remember heading up. I was riding with dad because we took two different vehicles. And I was riding with dad and I was listening just trying to catch whatever radio station. I think we were going through Philly. And I saw I don't even know if it's still the same building, but I saw the first Union Center, home of the Philadelphia 76ers and Allen Iverson at the time. Um, so I don't even know if Philly still, if it got a new stadium or not. It, it might still be the same building. Just like I didn't realize that the queue in Cleveland is Gund Arena from all those years ago until the past few years. But there's these pictures that was taken of me and my mom, and I'd never seen them. And we're like on the boardwalk kind of thing, a little, little overcast. You can see the ocean in the back. And like I have my arms around her, and she has like her hand on my chest, and she got this big smile on her chest, on her chest, big smile on her face, and I got a big smile on my face. Look happy as hell. And then there's another one that it was, it was same thing of uh. A smiling at the camera, whatever. And that, that broke me. That broke me. It wasn't it wasn't a huge meltdown, but that definitely was the kicker, so to speak. Now thankfully as days went on, and I mean, once I got sick, I just kind of like, everything went to being sick. It wasn't like, oh, woe's me. It was like, oh, I just want to feel better, you know? I, I kind of came out of my slump. When I was recording episode 51, well, at least the first half of it, hopefully you couldn't tell it was two parts, but the first half of 51, you, uh, I, I just felt really... Yeah, yeah, I'm here, you know? And that's the reason why I call it Melancholy and Infinite Thoughtfulness, because I think I even mentioned in that, in that episode that was melancholy. That's how I felt. So, it's your boy, Handsome Bane. No, I'm kidding. It, it's weird what triggers it, and mine is winter-related. I understand that. I understood that before I realized I hated winter, which I didn't realize until I went to Miami for WrestleMania, of course, and I live in West Virginia. So I am want, <laughs> that's my word now. 
to uh, get a little depressed come the winter months. Well, coming, come, at least coming into the new year in the winter months. I normally don't have a problem with Christmas and stuff. Christmas, I can, I can still keep the energy up for. But then January and February and March is when I was like, oh, God. In uh. my seasonal, mild, mild seasonal depression is nothing compared to what some people are out here experiencing every single day. One of my good friends, uh, Thomas DJ, Battles Depression. You've heard me on many of his podcasts, Better in the Dark. We had the Molly Fogg, the music podcast. He's actually going to be restarting his Nocturne Travel Agency podcast where interviews authors. It's going to be coming to the Hyphen Podcast group very soon. Excited about that. But he battles depression and anxiety all the time. One of my friends I've known since childhood, not to put his business on Front Street, so also deals with the same thing. And that's based on things that he went through as a child, which I didn't even know he went through until the past 12 months. And I've known him since I was 10. So there's people out there who deal with this every single day. One of my recommendations today, I'm not even finished the whole podcast. I started listening to S-Town or Shit Town. Uh, It's made by the same people who brought you cereals, cereals, cereal season one and season two. It's it's about a, a reporter who got contacted and was told, hey... We think there's been this murder has been covered up in a small town by this by this gentleman in, in Alabama. And can you look into it? And eventually the reporter and uh, this gentleman become friends, close acquaintances at best as the reporter trying to investigate this murder that supposedly got covered up. And I'm only two episodes in. I'm not going to spoil anything for you. But to hear the the gentleman talk, the guy who initially called the reporter, and Brian Reed, Brian Reed is the reporter's name, to hear him call Brian, John, that, that's the gentleman's name, not to, um, he, he says often in their conversations, even though their conversation is supposed to be about this murder and this, corrupt police department and all these things have been covered up by um, this small town because of the way things were yada 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 he often mentions that he's he, he's depressed and it's like what are you depressed about and he's depressed he's just he's really just depressed by the state of the world that we live in And that, that's really his main gripe is just that. Like, I'm not happy because I know things are going wrong with this world and I don't have enough power to fix it and no one else seems to care enough to want to fix it. And that bothers me. I 
I, like I said, I only listened to two episodes of this podcast. And one is phenomenal, so I definitely highly recommend it. I was hooked quickly. If you if you've ever checked out Serial, you'll definitely like S Town. Finally not mobile. But I know that it's easier when it comes to depression for and you say, oh, I'm not really feeling it. I'm just kind of depressed about things. It's easier to be like, oh, well, cheer up. Uh, the sun will come out tomorrow. Look at the bright side. It's good to throw all these rhetorics at people. I guess rhetorics is the right word. About, oh, well, things, things aren't that bad. I know you think things are bad, but things aren't that bad. But, uh, Nikki... My sister-in-law actually said something very important. <coughs> Excuse me. See, there's a little bit of cold still. She said something that's very important. Whenever somebody's upset about something, <coughs> especially in today's culture, even if it's a little thing, and then let's say Angel did this, and I'm upset, and I'm voicing my opinion, and Angel's like, oh, well... Da, 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 da. or I'm reacting whatever I'm just having a, some kind of reaction as the League of Extraordinary Black Panther Negroes goes off on the group on the group chat back to the point uh, I will be saying something about how I feel about something and then Angel will come back with so and so and like trying to fix it because that's how Angel is Angel's a trying to fix it kind of person like here's a solution and Nikki will always say your feel your feeling your feelings are valid and there are two deer over here enjoying episode hyphenation right now what up deer um let's see if I can I'm pretty good distance away see if I can get them but I think that's something that's often lost in depression is that idea that your feelings are valid and I'm really trying to take this picture so I'm sorry that I suddenly suck because you want to brush them off and be like oh let me let me try to fix this for you they are not asking you to fix it they're asking you to listen. They will ask. That was a really good ask, by the way. They will ask you for help as far as what should I do? But sometimes people just want to be listened to. Your feelings are valid. And that's a huge part of going, of dealing with friends, family, whoever that say, if they say they're depressed just listen man <laughs> it'll go a long way <clears throat> it could even save a life people more often than not I find need a sounding board more than they need a response at least that's the way I feel sometimes 
I'm going to, uh, I got a hot ass take though. As great as that Logic song is about depression and suicide, whatever the number is and how important that song is, I think it was made for the wrong reasons. Was it made well? Sure. But here's my hot ass take. He made that song for the wrong reasons. He didn't make it out of a place of help to help. He did kind of, but it was more out of a place of how can I profit from this? Just saying. Next topic. Do we have something lighter yet? Do we have something lighter yet? Yeah, I, I guess just segueing off of depression. Is anybody else? You'll you'll be at work and you work with you have coworkers, and especially if you're around these coworkers all day, like I am, like constant interactions. And it's not like oh, you see Jim at ten, and then you happen to run into Jim again at three. I mean, it's like constant eight hours, nine hours, seven hours, however long you're together. You're seeing these people as long as they're on the clock. Has, does anybody else have this issue where you'll just be working and there's nothing wrong, but it's like you're just just doing your job, minding your own business, and then because you're not throwing in on whatever random conversations going on or you're kind of keeping to yourself because you, you are focused on doing your job and it's not that you're not that you don't want to cut up. Not that you want to be antisocial, but that's just the way it's working out. And so, as you're doing that, you go into uh, you'll 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 get into that mode. Put kind of put, just put your head down and do your job, and then you'll move, and then you'll go go back to your coworkers that you see, and I'm like, "What's wrong with you? Why are you pouting?" Like. I'm not pouting. I just, I, I'm at work, man. I mean, I ain't saying everybody should be like me. I have a great time at work. You know, sometimes I'm just like, I'm going to put my head down and do this work. You know? And people don't understand that. What's wrong with you? What's your problem? He's pouting. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Just, just let me work, man. I'm pouting about being at work at most. <laughs> I'd rather be at home. <laughs> Damn it. So, true next topic. Yesterday was Valentine's Day. I hope everybody had a great Valentine's Day. I spent mine alone. <laughs> Angel's in Charleston. <laughs> She's in Charleston until Saturday. So, it's just me and Aaliyah and uh, uh, the mother-in-law, Janice. So, um, but me and Angel did go out of town last weekend. We went up to Homestead and a little, little piece of Pittsburgh, so to speak. Uh, we went and had dinner, burger, uh, had a late lunch at Burgatory, kicked in the hotel room, went, went to Barnes and Noble where I picked up basketball and other things by Shea Serrano. I'm enjoying that so far. Not going to give you official recommendations how I finished it though. Um, kicked in the hotel, decided we were going to go see a movie, so we saw Jumanji. Uh, I recommend Jumanji. Uh, the, was it the 
journey continues, adventure continues, whatever, whatever the tagline is. Welcome to the jungle. Uh, it actually was a lot better than what it had any business being because it is a sequel to the original. Just with new people playing the game. Robin Williams' character, Alan, is mentioned. And it's a really, really nice moment. And also, you see The Rock, Kevin Hart, Jack Black, um, Karen Gillan, Gillian, Gillan, however you say it. Uh, you, you see them out. You see them rolling. They hating. They trying to catch me riding dirty. You see them in the trailers and you think, oh, well, obviously these four people got pulled into... Like, you see it's like, oh, man. Like, this is one of The Rock's I'll take that paycheck movies. But it actually is a cool-ass premise, man. I'm not going to spoil it for anybody yet. Maybe I'll, I'll come back and talk about it here in a month or so after I'm sure its theatrical run is done. Because it's still doing numbers. Still putting numbers on the board. So, saw Jumanji. Uh, stopped at another little restaurant because your boy was trying to eat again. And I, I definitely ate. Then went back to the hotel and then before we left in the morning, we went to Steak and Shake, and then we came back to reality. So that was our Valentine's, me and Angel's last weekend, because she's gone all this week. Hope everybody had a great VD day. Hope you got everything that you wanted. If you had to spend it alone, I hope that you weren't depressed about it. If you were depressed, that you talked to someone about it. If you need to talk about it, you can at me on Twitter, <laughs> B-hyphen, B-H-Y-P-H-N. Here for all your love needs, I'm listening. But uh, at work yesterday, one of our co my coworkers she got some flowers from her husband. Beautiful flowers. Uh, another one of my coworkers, her boyfriend, uh, did a little setup of her gifts for her in the morning before she went to work. Not sure what anybody else did. Um, didn't hear anything else. Didn't seek out Valentine's Day stories. But let let me tell you something, bro. Y'all know I'm in the finance. I'm in finance. I'm in credit union. Yada yada. Woo woo woo. Woo woo woo. woo. However you say that. So I'm in my boss's office. I look out and I see do come in, do a transaction. Like uh, I'd say he's shorter than me, so I'd say he's less than five five. I'm five eight, so I'd say he's five five. Redhead. Comes on in, do, 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 do. he does does his business, and uh, I leave the office, and then probably about eh, less ten minutes later, I'm going back out to the back, um, where we do all the transactions and stuff, and one of my coworkers is like, oh my god, Kellen, <laughs> like what? Did you see that? I'm like, no, what what just happened? So the member decided uh, he was going to chat chat up. My coworker, he's all like, "Oh well, uh, happy Valentine's Day and uh, any big plans?" She's like, "No." And uh, what are you doing this weekend? I'm gonna have um, my daughter. Um, like, oh, that's good. You're and somehow she said, "I have a couple daughters." He's like, "Oh, you're you're just a, a busy mom. That's a lot for you to do." Um. Well, if you have any free time this weekend, you think you want to go out on a date with me? What? My man took his shot. My man took his shot on Valentine's Day, bro. 
at, at his at his local credit union slash banking place that he has to come to regularly to do stuff. He he saw his shot, and my man, my man, man, shout out to this dude, man, because I would never, and I mean never, have the balls to do that. I have no game. It's surprising that I have a wife of almost ten, of a wife of almost five years, and a relationship of almost fifteen years, because I have no game. <coughs> I have none. I'm a complete cornball. And I've always, always been bad at talking to girls. Like, straight up, regular conversation, fine. But any romantic, I'm interested in you, it just comes off bad. It's a bad look. And my man, dude, dude shout out to this guy. Because he said, he's, he's like, fuck it, let it fly. Shot is shot. And she was like, Oh, I'm sorry. I, I have a boyfriend, and I don't I don't remember what she said. If he said anything after that, and so he got he took his shot on Valentine's Day, and he got crushed, got shot down. But my man went for it, man. This the, love is a possibility in 2018, man. If my man can walk into a freaking credit union and shoot his shot with a teller who he thinks is pretty, you can freaking go talk to X Y Z crush. That uh, that uh, you see every day, and you're probably just too scared. Take your shot, damn it! That shit is beautiful. That shit is beautiful. I could not do that. Heaven forbid, Lord forbid, if if I had to ever be in a kind of situation where I have to meet a woman again, I maybe have developed enough brain to be able to have a real interaction and have an interaction that doesn't come off of me looking like a cornball. And yes, this episode is now called Shoot Your Shot. Because that shit makes me so happy. Yeah, he got shot down, but my dude was like, fuck it. I think she's cute. I see her all the time in here. I'm going to ask her on a date. What's the worst that's going to happen? She could say no. And he's right. All she did was gently tell him no. She wasn't rude. She said, oh, I'm sorry. I have a boyfriend. She was very polite about it. Very polite about it, man. And shout out to her for not smashing on my dude. On old boys. Like, no. Like, you know, and she's not that kind of person anyway. But still. My man's shot is shot. You got to shoot your shot. And with that said, shooting shots. Let's talk about the Super Bowl real quick. Next topic. Mm. Now I'm fired up. I'm a little dry though. Should have brought some cough drops still. Now I'm fired up. So the Eagles won. It was a good game. But I, and I'm going to segue this into another topic too. <laughs> I'm glad the Eagles won. Speaking of shooting your shot, they shot it on fourth and one in the, in the first half. Uh, when they hit the Philly special and full scored, they shot their shot with uh, was that fourth down that uh, Ertz caught the touchdown. The Eagles shot their shot all game long. 
the Patriots patriated. That's exactly what they did. They were up 33, 32, I believe, with eight minutes to go in the game. Here's my next recommendation real quick. Katie Nolan is now on ESPN after whatever happened with Fox and Garbage Time. She has a podcast called Sports. It's a really... I really like it a lot. I listened to an uh, episode she did with Shea Serrano. But, and I also listened to uh, their Super Bowl recap because she is a Patriots fan. And... I'm going to try to see if I can pull up her co-host's name. I don't know if I can. Ashley. Um, I, I don't know Ashley's actual last name, but her and Ashley went to Super Bowl. Ashley is a huge Philly fan. Katie Nolan's a Patriots fan, so they went together and they had all these clips of them watching the game together and reactions and things. And it was similar to what I was going through at home because I had thought I just went into it thinking the Eagles had no chance. I went into the Falcons Super Bowl thinking the Falcons had no chance. But then the Falcons gave us too much hope at 28-3. Way too much hope. And then Tom Brady just eviscerated them. And seeing the same thing kind of happen with the Eagles, there wasn't any giant leads this year. But just watching the Patriots slowly chip away, especially after watching the Patriots slowly chip away at Jacksonville two weeks prior, it felt like we'd seen this movie before. And Tom Brady was going to get up there and get his sixth ring. But the Eagles shot their shot and they took it home. Nobody believed in us theory. Straight up Bill Simmons. Wentz went down. Foles came in. Everybody, there's no way the Eagles going to win. I was one of them. I had no faith in the Eagles. Had no faith starting from the game. Oh, Page is gonna win. I just had that attitude. I, I did not enjoy watching the Super Bowl because I was had this I was filled with this overwhelming feeling that the Patriots are just gonna win. So I was just watching it from I was wasting hours off my life watching the Patriots win this game. <laughs> I almost didn't even watch. But the Eagles shot their shot. They won. Both teams played well. Obviously, their defenses gave up a lot of points. But it really came down to that turnover battle. The Eagles had that one fluke interception on the tip. The Patriots had... Did Brady throw a fumble? I don't think Brady Brady threw a fumble. I don't think Brady threw an interception. But the Patriots had the strip sack that pretty much sealed it. And then the Patriots still had the ball at the end. And had a chance at a Hail Mary. God, can you imagine being in that play? Hail Mary to win the Super Bowl? Oh, I don't remember. I, I feel like that might have been the first Hail Mary attempt in the Super Bowl. I really do. Because I don't think... There's been some close Super Bowls, but I don't think it's ever been close, close enough where... Or not close enough where they were like... We got to sling this ball down this field to win this game. That might have been the first Hail Mary attempt in the Super Bowl history. But watching that game, especially in the fourth, and just waiting for things to go the Patriots' way. Things, waiting for Tom Brady to do something and 
make another great throw that he shouldn't be making at 40, 41. I think he's still 40. Watching him lead that team. Watching him use the best tight. <coughs> Excuse me. Watching him use the best tight end in the National Football League. Yeah, I say Gronk's the best tight end, and you you can see why. Gronk is unstoppable. When the Patriots want to use Gronk, no one can stop Gronkowski. And that almost won him the damn Super Bowl. Again. But rolling it back to Simmons. Simmons said in... It was actually on his uh, emergency podcast following Super Bowl 51. He said uh, to one of his guests, someone asked him if Brady, if Brady was the greatest of all time, period. And he said yes. Which is surprising for me at first. Um... Which is all sports, just in case you, you still aren't following. Boston, he, I mean, it, he's definitely has to be number one in Bo- as far as Boston sports heroes. Just from what he's done and how long he's done it and how well he's done it. I would put Bird above everybody else, personally. I'm not a Boston guy other than the Red Sox. And I'm kind of even falling out of love with them a little bit. Because all my guys are going... Other than, uh, I think Pedroia is still there. Also, a couple seasons underachieving never does wonders for your fandom. Uh, But Brady as the greatest of all time ever in any sport, I didn't agree with it. I'm like Jordan, obviously. Like, it was always like Jordan Gretzky, Montana was up there. I'd say I'd say Brady's obviously after last year five Super Bowl wins. Other than the fact that Montana never lost one, like and Brady's now lost three of them. I I could see where you would make that argument, but that but now following watching Super Bowl Fifty Two. And just having this overwhelming sense of dread the later the game got. This is how I know Brady's in the greatest of all time as far as sports guys go. As far as athletes go, period. I never felt this because I was a Bulls fan. I got on the right bandwagon and I watched the rest of Michael Jordan's career in the early 90s. So I never had this feeling of dread. That comes over you when you know <laughs> that one of the greatest players of all time is sitting on the other team against, especially against your team or a team you're rooting for, like the Eagles in the Super Bowl. I can't imagine how in '91 it wasn't so much like. Yeah, you thought Jordan had a game one or two, but he hadn't won a title. After 91, all bets is off. So, I think people started filling in in 92. Like the Cavs did, again, because Jordan had already done it to them. So, they've been filling it since 88. 
the Knicks started feeling it, especially after Jordan eviscerated them game seven in the second round in 92. And then the Blazers. Everybody's talking about Clyde versus Jordan. Jordan comes out and drops six three-pointers. Was that first half he did six three-pointers? Or just, I think he did six for the game. Six three-pointers from a, a, a th- man not known for his three-point shooting like that. In the 92 final, shuts up everybody. 93. You got the gambling allegations. Takes care of the Hawks. Takes care of Cleveland again. Hits him with the shot, too. Gets to New York. Loses the first two games to the Knicks. And then they rip off four straight, including... I want to say it was game four when he dropped 50 on the Knicks. Could have been game three. But just the overwhelming dread, it's like, oh, God, they have Jordan. Oh, God, they have Jordan. Oh, God, they have Brady. Oh, God, they have Brady. That's what makes... A player, a great... When when you fear an athlete as much as you respect them, that's when they're in the conversation. Gretzky had that. Montana had that. Other great hockey players. Um, I'm trying to think of a baseball player that really comes to mind as... Uh, shut down. Mariano Rivera. I always, I always dreaded Mariano. Um, I think it was a great one. The The problem with baseball is it's more of a team sport, so it would have to come from a pitcher that you really get that dread of, oh, God, we got to face this dude for seven, eight innings, possibly nine, and he's going to just mow us down. You take it to the 93 NBA Finals with Jordan. Jordan versus Barkley. They take the 2-0 lead on the Suns. Let the Suns win game three. Did they take a 2-0 lead? Yeah. Took the 2-0 lead on the Suns. Suns took game three, which was the triple overtime. Or was game five the triple overtime? I think game three is triple overtime. Game four is when Jordan dropped 50. Again, highest playoff score on average ever in 93. To take game four. And then the Bulls lost game five because they were up 3-2. And then they went back to Phoenix and then Paxson closed them out. And then to have Jordan leave and come back again and then be just as dominant from 96 to 98. I don't think the Seahawks, Seahawks, I don't think the Sonics felt dread in 96. But I definitely think the Jazz felt it. In 97 and 98, considering what he did to them, to them, considering the game one winner in 97, the flu game, game five in uh, 97, and then the final shot in game six in 98, where Jordan, Jordan carried the team on his back one last time as a Chicago Bull because nobody else is stepping up. They were about to go to seven in, in Salt Lake City. Jordan wouldn't have that. Brady's got it too, man. So as as incredulous as I was about that hot take from Simmons that Brady was the greatest athlete of all time, I can see it, man, because watching Brady just orchestrate that offense in the Super Bowl, it's a thing of beauty. 
But I was scared to death. I was scared for Philly fans, and I was scared to watch Patriots win another Super Bowl. Very happy with the result, though. Patriots fall back to 500 in the Super Bowl. They've now won five and lost five again. Their losses being to the Eagles, two to the Giants, the Green Bay Packers, and the Bears, the Super Bowl Shuffle Bears, with their victories being over the Rams, the Panthers, the Eagles, the Seahawks, and the Falcons. Segwaying off of that, and actually my last topic, Justin Timberlake. I haven't listened to Man of the Woods yet, other than the singles. Big rumor on Super Bowl Saturday was Justin was going to do a hologram of Prince. Of Prince. Now, just in case I didn't cover it in 51, Justin and Prince had a little bit of a beef in the early 2000s. After Sexy Back came out, Prince was at an award show and said something about Sexy Never Left. Justin replied on Give It To Me off of Timberland's album, Shock Value, featuring uh, and Nelly Furtado was also in the song. Uh, and then also there was another time where Justin picked up an award for Prince, I believe it was for a song from Happy Feet, and then he mocked Prince's height by ducking down to the microphone to say that Prince was short. So! Mmm! Justin had the nerve. I was a little over the top of that. Justin had the nerve to have one of his Man of the Woods listening parties at, you guessed it, Paisley Park. Because Justin Timberlake does not fuck with you. He doesn't care about you. He doesn't give a fuck about any of us. Justin Timberlake Played the blue-eyed soul role, the blue-eyed soul role, uh, blue-eyed soul role. Shout out to Marcus for that one. Who wrote? Marcus wrote a great piece about the Grammys and about Justin Timberlake on the MarkRob.wordpress.com. M-A-R-C-R-O-B.wordpress.com. Uh, make sure you read that. Justin fooled us for so long. We were okay with it. Here's what Justin did. You know how George Michael was always accepted by black by by blacks by by the African American community. Lisa, my, my dad loved George Michael. Uh, he still lo- loved him in the '90s. He copped that older album. My dad was a big faith guy. Obviously, George Michael was pop rock soul ballad as hell. But, and we're mobile again, obviously. George Michael knew how to do it. There was never a point where George Michael was like, huh, let me go, uh, let me go, uh, get, so, let me go do a record with Stevie Wonder. I don't even know if he has a record with Stevie Wonder. He might have a record with Stevie Wonder. Point being about George Michael. He was trying to be one of the biggest stars that was out. He was trying to compete with the Michaels and the Princes. And for a time, he was doing it. 
And I kind of felt that Justin Timberlake was getting the same pass for years from us with the Timberland cosign and the Pharrell cosign and Future Sex Love Sounds being one of the best R&B albums, pop albums of the 2000s with Justified being a huge departure from his NSYNC stuff making me think, oh, well, this is the kind of music Justin really wants to do. This is me thinking Justin wants to be, Justin wants to be in that John B lane. He wants to be in that Usher lane. Shout out to John B, man. That's what I was thinking. Justin doesn't give a fuck about us, man. He doesn't give a fuck about you. Justin loves Justin. I've said many things about Kanye on this podcast. About his ego, about how he only loves himself, how he doesn't think of others, about how he doesn't know when to shut his mouth, about this, that, and the third. Justin is way worse. And for him to have the nerve, him to have the nerve to go into Prince's home, not just like Prince's hangout. It's not like it's a... What's Jimi Hendrix studio? Whatever studio Jimi Hendrix normally has, um, 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 it's not coming to me. Ah, that's gonna bug me now. Whatever Jimi Hendrix famous studio is in New York City, it's not like he went to a studio and said, hey, let me play you some tracks. <laughs> Where the studio was a public forum for people to come in and record. He went to the place Prince lived for many years and shout out to Hope for the line about Prince not one of the masters on his masters and having a conversation with him. And look how his estate has done Prince so far. Paisley fucking Park is a fucking attraction. It's a freaking tourist attraction. Do I want to walk through it? Hell yeah, I do. But I'm going to feel horrible about it. This is a man's home. And because he died unexpectedly, y'all just wilding the fuck out and letting Justin Timberlake come in there and have his album release party. With that off my chest, with that off my chest, let me just talk about this Super Bowl performance. It was okay. It was good. I can't lie. There was nothing about it that made me say this is a bad performance. His outfit was trash. Absolutely horrible. Don't know what that was. Couldn't even hit us with a little two-piece suit, three like a little something. I get that he's a man in the woods, but I mean, if that's your thing, throwing some jeans and a freaking flannel. Why we wearing deer on our chest, bro? Then he took a little shot at Janet during Rock Your Body. Didn't love that. Uh, on the Have You Naked party, he's like, stop! <laughs> You're so fucking funny, Justin. And then the whole Prince hologram thing, when that came out, people were losing their minds because Prince is on record saying he never wants to be a hologram it doesn't he doesn't believe in it it doesn't feel right for religious purpose, his religious beliefs he doesn't believe that he should be able to be here in a physical form beyond film after he's gone that's what prince wanted this is what prince wanted Sheila E. heard this news and reached out to Justin. And Justin assured her there was no hologram. But Justin still did a tribute to Prince 
Mind you, without ever walking back his comments about Prince, he never once said, "Yeah, me and Prince had uh, had a couple th- issues when we were, when a few years ago. I was young and dumb. I shouldn't have said anything. Prince is great. Fine, you covered it. You're good. He didn't do that shit. Just like he never really came out and said he was sorry for Janet. He put it all on Janet." <laughs> So he does. So he does a Prince tribute anyway. So I don't know if Sheila E. asked is there a Prince hologram specifically or any kind of Prince tribute. And he, I don't know what that conversation was, but I was sure that we were. She said there was no hologram. We got projected images of Prince from the Super Bowl and from Purple Rain on a banner at the field, and then there was this cool lighting display of purple lights with Prince's logo that came up. I was here for that. That was dope. But then. Justin tried to do a little duet with Prince. Like, and it's only, it's only because of the history, man. That's all it is. Justin does not give a fuck about us, man. That's what the Super Bowl showed me. And that's what this whole Man of the Woods shit taught me. But I'm still going to listen to it for the people. Because I am the people's champion. With that said guys. I do want to issue an apology. This episode is called uh, Shoot Your Shot. In reference to. We talking about the dude who hit on my co-worker. And I got the artwork ready. And everything else. So that. Show out the show notes. And then all day on Twitter, um, retweeting things people are saying about the tragedy that happened in Parkland, Florida at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School where a shooter killed 17 people and wounded 15 more. I've been retweeting it all day and it didn't just hit me until a little bit ago. How insensitive the title shooter shot is going into this. So the cover has Markel Fultz on it. Uh, the YouTube cover has Black Panther. No, there was no disrespect intended. And my I said it on episode I believe it was 37. After the Vegas shooting, we we got to do something about guns. We have got to do something about guns. Oh, and just in case you missed it, there are photos out there of the of the um. What's the word I'm looking for? Of the, um... Damn. Why is it not coming to me? The suspect. There's there's photos out there of the suspect. We're going to make, a great, make America great hat on. Take that as you will. Y'all did this. But again, my apologies, man. 
I, I just had to throw that in here. Um, and I'll make sure I put it in the show notes too. Because I feel we're a little insensitive right now. Calling this episode Shoot Your Shot. Recommendations though. I, I Thoughts and prayers don't mean much. That's what Donald said about this. But my heart goes out to all the victims and... crazy that i retweeted a video of a kid that it's a kid took on his instagram and you could hear the shots playing as day in the hallway sickening we need gun control stop backing politicians who take money from the nra Damn it. Recommendations. Um, it's real quick. I talked about Jumanji and S-Town. I have three other things for y'all. One is Steve Austin's show Unleashed. He had my current best in the world, best wrestler in the world, Chris Jericho on. And they had a great conversation about Alpha versus Omega. And... A little bit of the difference between New Japan and WWE and what it was like when Chris was breaking into the WWE and the relationship with Vince. It's very good. That actually segued me into some podcasts I've had for a while, but I just hadn't listened to them. Uh, Talk is Jericho, Shawn Michaels Part 1 and 2 recorded in 2015. Just in case he's had Sean on since. I don't know if he has. But him and Sean talk about their feud from 2008. Uh, one, their epic feud that even got Sean's wife Rebecca involved. Uh, Sean Michaels is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. If not the favorite wrestler of all time. I am a fan of his second run more than his younger stuff though. His younger stuff was cool. But I became a Sean Michaels fan and during the second run that's when that's when he sold me and I saw all the greatness that HBK was all about but uh, Jericho and Sean talk about 2008 they talk about uh, again the relationship with Vince um, how it was back when Sean before Sean got saved a little bit of Montreal screw job there is a lot of good stuff in there a lot of ads too probably one of the few times that I found myself fast forwarding through ads because I was so anxious to hear the show because I was that into it so if you get into it like I did then you may find yourself trying to fast forward to ads too um, so if you can find those check those out Talk is Jericho, Shawn Michaels part 1 and 2 and I'm sorry energy went back down I mean I, I it's been bugging me ever since I thought about the title so I had to come back out here and and fix that. Say that. So uh, let me see if I can get this energy up to do the outro. If you want to be a part of the Barack Obama world's, the Barack Obama approved world's greatest podcast, Hyphen Nation, go to Apple Podcast, type in Hyphen Nation, hit us with the five stars. You give me those five stars, gives the show more exposure. 
iTunes, the Apple Podcast algorithm picks up, more people are exposed to the world's greatest podcast, and I thank you. While you're there, also subscribe so you never miss an episode, and leave a review. I'm going to read a review no matter what. As long as it's not spam, I will read a good or bad review, and I'll respond in kind. So, five stars, subscribe, and review. Appreciate that. And also, any other places you find the show, whatever system they have, high reviews, good reviews, or uh, good ratings, subscribe if that's what you're using, and then uh, leave a comment. I greatly appreciate it. For my Android people, Google Play Music has everything you need. Hyphenation. Type it in. It updates a little faster than Apple Podcasts, so you get the episodes that much quicker when they come out on Fridays. So far, so good. Knock on the imaginary wood. That's in the car. That's my bad air horn that I learned from Katie Nolan and Ashley. <laughs> oh, um, sports podcast. Sports with Katie Nolan and her producer, Ashley. Uh, like I said, I listened to the Shea Serrano episodes and the Super Bowl recap episode. So real what uh, Ashley was going through watching her team finally win a Super Bowl for the first time. So make sure that you check that out as well. <sighs> Hyphenation's also on Stitcher. It is on YouTube, on the Hyphen Universe channel, soon to be Kellen Conley channel again, but it's always found at youtube.com slash hyphen. You can check it out right there. Uh, tune in app. And where else? If you Google hyphenation, we are the bottom search results. If you use Google hyphenation, if you put in hyphenation podcast, we're the very first result. Air horns, air horns, air horns. Uh, where else can you find the podcast, Kellen? I don't know, Kellen. Let's figure that out. Uh, I said Stitcher. But the main thing, oh, Pocket Cast. We're on Pocket Cast. Anywhere iTunes or anywhere podcasts are sold, you can get the Barack Obama approved world's greatest podcast, Hyphenation. And you'll enjoy every minute of it. Excuse me. And. 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 If you're in the RSS feeds, you take feeds.feedburner.com slash hyphen nation 2016 the year the show started take that url turn that some bitch sideways and put it into your favorite podcast listening device and you can get all 52 episodes of fire right there in your podcast listening device that's all you gotta do rss feed meet Podcast listening device. Hyphenation. Simple as that. If you want to get a hold of me, at B hyphen on Twitter, at B H Y P H E N. I think Twitter's mad at me because I've been calling people pieces of shit. Like I call Tommy Lauren a piece of shit or whatever the fuck her name is. And Tommy Laren, whatever. I've been calling Donald Trump a piece of shit. And I called somebody else a piece of shit for them basically saying anxiety is. Is a gen is a young is a young adult problem, and back in my day, we used to kick cans for fun. That's essentially what it was. And Twitter was like, "Hey, you're being abusive." 
I talked about this before, but didn't Donald threaten a country with the fact that his nuclear button was bigger than theirs? They're worried about me. I don't. Even, I barely have twelve hundred followers. Come on, Twitter, do better. Do a little better. You can reach me at Facebook hyphen universe. You can message me right there. You can email me at b hyphen at gmail.com. You can find all the episodes of hyphenation on the hyphen podcast group.wordpress.com. That's hyphen podcast group.wordpress.com. Hyphen podcast group.com is purchased and is coming soon. So hopefully by the next time we talk, that'll be what I'm telling you about. Also, in my own personal news, uh, victory jump off. That WordPress.com is still active, but maybe by the time we talk next time, hyphenuniverse.com will be up and running, and that will be the official home of all 52 episodes, as well as some other things. So I got myself a domain name again. And funny thing is, I thought about buying b-hyphen.com back, but because I let it expire, uh, it cost like six grand if I wanted to buy it. Like... Not even kidding. Like six grand. Ridiculous. Unexpected. I think it, it, maybe it's two, uh, maybe let's be more realistic. It's like $2,000 if I wanted to repurchase my old domain name back. <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> so hyphenuniverse.com is coming. Hyphenpodcastgroup.com is coming. Uh, you can follow hyphenpodcastgroup on Facebook. Just search hyphenpodcastgroup or at hyphen pod group on the Twitter. So yeah. That's it, man. <sighs> Call your loved ones. Hug your loved ones. Tell them how much you care. Remember, when you think life is rough, not to negate what my depression conversation was earlier, but when you think you have it bad, just think that you weren't some scared child in the middle of a school texting your mother what you thought would be your final words because you thought you were going to die at the hands of a madman in the middle of your school. Just remember life's precious. That, that's the point of that. And that you're hopefully will never be in a situation that those children we're put into. God. <sighs> Call your loved ones, hug your loved ones when you see them. Have meaningful interactions with people. Ha have real interactions with people, real conversations as much as possible. The power of positivity is real. Get that negativity out of your life, no matter what that means. Do you do what is best for you? Love yourself. Know yourself. Understand yourself. Black Panther is being seen nationwide as I speak. I'm going to go see it on Sunday. Me and your boy showing mad love will be getting together to talk about it. More than likely, that's going to be episode 53, but I'm not going to hold my breath. <laughs> but it should be episode 53 is our Black Panther review. 
So look forward to that. Giant thank you to all my listeners as usual. Appreciate you. Really do. And I got... We're going to try a little something different in the vein of the... Sorry, Matt Damon, we ran out of time. Or David Shoemaker's Dean Ambrose, we ran out of time. Apologies to Markel Fultz, but your jumper is still trash. Thanks, y'all.